0: Hey guys, my guest with me today is Reese Tabor. He's a life coach uh, in the genre of mindset, uh, works with the Procter and Gallagher Institute. He's a fellow podcaster, uh, puts out blogs and different social media posts on the area of personal growth and development, mindset, goal setting, and things like that. Reese, happy to have you here this morning, man. How you doing? Good morning, my friend. I'm doing so well. How are you? I'm doing well, man. So, um, you're coming all the way from the UK and, uh, It's always kind of a bear trying to get the scheduling down, you know, for my time and your time to find a time that works. But we pushed through it over a couple of weeks and got it set up. And I'm really excited, man. So you um, put a post out on a Facebook page that I follow that we're both part of on self-sabotage. And uh, I asked for you to send me the information. And as I got to reading this article, I was absolutely blown away with what's in it. So... Um, we're going to get into self-sabotage and all that here in a minute and unpack this article that you put out, which again, I thought was absolutely fantastic and great bullet points made it very clear, uh, for the guys that are listening, guys and gals that are listening, if self-sabotage is an issue for you, I'm really going to ask that you slow down for a minute, really focus, maybe even pause the podcast or the YouTube video and go get a pen and a paper and uh, get ready to take some notes. Also, at the end of this, we're gonna put a blast out for how you can get in touch with Reese If you actually wanna get that article for yourself, I'm sure he'd love to send it to you. But before we get started with that, Reese, talk to us about what a mindset life coach is, um, like your training, who you work with, and why you got into this.
2: Firstly, firstly Nick, thanks for the, for the kind words. I appreciate that introduction, you really do. Um, so yeah, I am a, I am a mindset coach. I work with the Proctor Gallagher Institute. Um, it's my job really to take people through a very specific program, which is designed to help develop the habits and the confidence that you need to go after what it is that you really want in life. Because, you know, I really believe that what, you know, whatever you're doing, whatever your profession, whatever your position, whatever your situation is in life, it's it's my core belief that you are meant for more, simply put. You are meant for more. You know, we're not here on earth to simply exist, to to just procreate, but we're here to thrive. We're here to be the best that we can be, to show up as the best version of ourselves possible because we all have just so much to give. And you've got another level within you. I've got another level within me. You know, as a mindset coach, I want to help people get to that next level because, you know, you'll never really understands the effect that you have on other people you'll never really understand the effect that your words have on other people or your actions have on other people and we're all in the same boat I think we're all we're all here on the planet earth we're all trying to figure this out we should be working together building each other up to push you know as a as a human race push to that next level and be the best we can be yeah. Uh, so as a mindset coach, it's my job to try and help you get that.
0: Yeah. I like that, man. That's good for me back in 2016. Um, that was the year I kind of went on a deep dive and really started to research why I had this uncanny ability. As I tell the guys on my, uh, on my listening audience to pull the pin on a hand grenade and throw it into my own lap. When I'd start hitting a certain level of success. And I had to figure out why, because I got out of prison in 2004 and I had made some drastic changes and I had seen a lot of growth in my life. You know, I was um, had a career, I'd been married, beautiful woman, started a family, all of this stuff. And, um, but I but I couldn't, but I always saw myself as doing more, influencing more, having greater impact, um, walking further away from negative and toxic mindsets and habits and just being at another level, but, there was this internal frustration within myself because the man that I saw my, saw myself possibly being the potential that I could be wasn't the man that I was, and I didn't know how to get there. You know, this isn't something uh, self limitation and self sabotage and mindset and, and confidence is not things that they teach in school or uh, for some of us, our parents teach us. You know, this is um, it, it's it's almost out there, not 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 secret, but you have to go looking for answers, kind of a thing. You know. And that was the deep dive year for me, 2016. And I learned so much about self sabotage. And I want guys to know because I think a lot of people aren't even aware that they're doing this. They're not even aware that they're self sabotaging. They don't even know what the principle is or what it even means. So um, if you want to just jump right into it, man, like let's unpack this article and get right into it, man. Um, So take the floor, brother. Talk to us about. Let's talk to us about self sabotage.
2: Yeah, it's uh, you're right. It's an interesting concept. Um, I don't even know where to begin. Oh, let's start with the article. I thought I put it together. I'm not even sure what necessarily inspired me to put it together. I just think this information is so critical, so fundamental for mm-hmm. everybody to understand. I wanted to people really to to get this information in front of them. We all need to have access. To this kind of stuff like you said this isn't taught in schools this isn't you know particularly widely spoken about yeah. and that's a big problem you know right. in school they teach in school they teach you you know what to think but they don't teach you how to think right <laughs> uh it, yeah. honestly yeah, it's a big problem and that's why so many people are stuck in life so many people like like you said for yourself you saw that there was this you know another level this potential this version of yourself you wanted to get to but how do you get there like what is it that's stopping you from getting there and you know the the things that I mentioned in this article I guess they're just so they're so critical to getting on to that next level to becoming more than yourself uh, to really moving on in life so yeah the first one which I which I wrote about let's see let me just open the article here limiting beliefs yeah this limiting beliefs are powerful stuff um and like you said, people aren't even necessarily aware of them, um, and they can be so deeply rooted in your in your subconsciousness. They take some time to really understand what are the beliefs that are holding you back. Right. And it's so important to understand that your beliefs really set the limit for how far you can go. Right. You know, you will only do what you believe you are capable of doing. Yeah. Um, you know, that's why they're called limiting beliefs, because, and, and, you know, all the beliefs have their limits, they, they each take you so far. And if you want to progress beyond them, you're going to have to reset those beliefs.
0: Right. So how are they developed? Like, if, if, if you were going to walk through someone, they, they, they come to this awareness that they have these limiting beliefs, but they're kind of struggling with the idea of, where did they come from like how did my mind get programmed to even have a self-limiting belief it's it's a big question (laughs) yeah the article Um, you had talked about how they come from outside influences like parents or teachers or all of these different you know as we're growing up in the formative years of our youth and adolescence how um other people are basically influencing us and showing us what the limitations are or are not in our life. And you had this powerful quote in the article about um, sometimes we often have no good reason to even hold on to those ideas because they're not our own. We were programmed to have them. So would you, would you say that self-limitation, um, its inception maybe happens during the formative years of our youth and adolescence by other people around us and how they speak to us or treat us?
2: Yeah, so the vast majority of who you are as an individual comes, at what has been instilled in you, ingrained in you, programmed into you when you were a child in, in your formative years. You know, people uh, argue, you know, between which age, but you know, typically under the age of seven or eight years old, because you know, when you're a child, you're in pure learning mode. Right. Your, your brain, your brainwaves are in, you know, delta and theta. Of, really slow speed which is what you're in when you're in deep sleep and that's when you're learning you're taking in things like a sponge right because you know your mind is building this frame of reference because you're brand new to the world you don't know you don't know nothing at this point so you're taking in everything that you see around you and you take it in as the truth because you don't have a frame of reference you don't yet have a critical thinking rational mind to and you have nothing to compare it to right so when you're a kid, actually, funny, um, <laughs> like funny little story. My sister once taught my cousin that cows go quack. <laughs> a cow goes quack and a duck goes moo.
1: Okay.
2: And you know, my cousin was, was a little infant. She had no idea. So she goes around the house <laughs> with this belief that cows go quack and a duck goes moo. Uh, okay. It's a funny little example of, you know, kids are sponges. So you pick up the habits of your parents. You pick up, you know, the um, the languages. Yeah. You know, if you're in a household which is speaking three different languages as a kid, you will grow up speaking three different languages because you don't know any better. Right. You'll yeah. pick up, um, you know, you'll see your parents and the the relationship they have, and you will learn what does a relationship look like between a mother and a father or between a father and a son you, all these things you're not you're not necessarily thinking about them but your mind is constantly taking in everything from the outside from you know, from your parents from your teachers from your neighbors from your older family members you're a sponge right you, you know if your parents struggle with money and have these limiting beliefs of their own that money is difficult to earn hard to come by there's never enough that it's the root of all evil, then you're gonna grow up with those same beliefs. Right. Whether they were given to you
0: on purpose right. or, you know, indirectly. Right. When the Apex Masculinity brand started, um, I didn't completely know like how it was all gonna look towards the end, but I knew that there were a ton of guys out there, guys and gals, I don't, I don't limit the show. Um, you know, my goal was to reach men um, but they grew up in homes that were so toxic, that there was child abuse, you know, uh, childhood trauma. And when I say that I don't necessarily mean they were beaten or, or spoken ill of, but that could possibly be it there but like, um, just foster foster homes, uh, being abandoned, uh, maybe losing a primary caregiver like a mother or father early on and the trauma that resulted from that kind of affects, you know, their mind. And I can just imagine somebody that maybe lost a parent because they experienced that event in real time. They begin to develop this fear of, you know, anyone could die at any moment. Nothing is certain. You know, I need to put up guards and and walls and blockades to protect myself from the fallout of tragic situations. And they slowly begin to develop this limiting belief of fear or something like that. Or in my case, and again, like I say, I know there's a ton of guys out there that struggle with this, that grew up in a home where there was a lot of abuse, both physically and verbally. And, you know, being told, you know, things like you're a worthless piece of garbage and you'll never amount to anything. Maybe, maybe those words weren't even spoken, but the way people physically treated you began to lead you to believe that you were without value, without worth, that you were um, an inconvenience, so to speak. And as you progress through life, because that belief has been developed in you by the way people are treating you during those early years, you grow up into your adult life completely devoid of self-confidence, self-image, self-esteem, self-worth, even self-identity. Like you don't even know who you are or what you're supposed to be doing, which creates this feeling of purposelessness and uh, without being without vision and all these different things. And when guys have the aha moment that they're ready to change, they're actually combating decades worth of neurological programming in the brain that has conditioned them to have this limiting belief about themselves. And I love what you put this other quote in the article about how limiting beliefs are like cruise control. Because I experienced that for my own self in the sense that I would always perform at a certain level of success and achievement that was way beyond what I wanted, but that's how I saw myself. And every once in a while, I'd floor the throttle and I would surge past the normal levels of success and achievement that I had in my life. But the minute I took my foot off the throttle, I always went back to this default level of success and achievement because that's how I saw myself. Can you speak to that?
2: Yeah, powerful stuff. Um, and yeah, I like the analogy. You know, Some people say it's like the, the thermostat in your house. You keep it at you know, 68 degrees and it's gonna keep the house at 68 degrees. Um, if the house gets colder then it's automatically gonna bring it back. But I like the analogy of, of this cruise control. Like you said, if you put your foot on the gas you really go after that success. You really drive forwards and you see some results. It's going amazing. But Mm. as soon as you take your foot off that gas, you're not going to sustain that level of of success. You're going to naturally fall back down to your, you know, your baseline where you see yourself at, where your beliefs hold you at. Right. Um, And and you said, sorry, yeah, you said yourself, the way you, you, you see yourself there. So it's not just your beliefs, but your self image as well. Yeah. We all have this self image and, like you said, you know, I was going to say, you can't outperform your beliefs. You won't outperform your self-image. So we have to change those things if we want to get to that next level.
0: Absolutely. Right. And then in the article, you got into these four steps or these four R's that a person can take once they realize that the man they are isn't the man that they want to be, but they're combating, they're starting a fight basically to combat several decades worth of self-limiting beliefs that were either imposed upon them when they were growing up or they actually grabbed the baton, so to speak, of what other people told them about themselves. And they have been doing this negative self-talk and negative belief about themselves, even after they leave home and they're out on their own and they've actually progressed their situation further in the wrong direction. But now they have this wake up call and they're ready to start fighting self-limitation and see some real growth in their lives. What are these four R's or these steps that you talk about in the article to get somebody in the fight and on the trajectory of getting past this?
2: Yeah, firstly, if anybody is in that position, pat yourself on the back. That's a huge first step. Just uh well, the first R is recognition. And reckon you know, the first step to overcoming a problem is recognizing you have one. So that's a huge achievement in itself for, you know, for wanting to do better, for wanting more from life. Um, I think that's that's something which should not be overlooked. It should be applauded really, uh, truly. So yeah, was, I was thinking about this when I was putting the article together and it could have been very long-winded of how do you overcome limiting beliefs, but I realized you can kind of just break it down into four R's. Uh, and that's what I did. The first one is to recognize because, you know, awareness is everything. As you go through life, the level of awareness is everything you know it's like when you go up a, a skyscraper building if you're on the first floor all you can see is the street and the, the homeless guy in the corner you know all the little details but as you go higher up that building and you expand your awareness as you broaden your perception you're going to see there's a whole other world out there yeah. that there's so much more out there and as you keep going higher, as you keep raising that awareness you just see further and further and the possibilities just everything opens up so Awareness and recognition are key. So if you want to overcome your limiting beliefs, we need to recognize firstly what they are. What are the things which you're thinking consciously or, or subconsciously, which are actually holding you back from what it is that you want to do? Um, you know, people... You know, money is a big thing for a lot of people. So I'll, I'll often use the example of money, That you know, how do you feel about money? What are the things that you think about money? Like I said in the beginning, some people think money is hard to come by, it's difficult to earn, it's the root of all evil, That there's never enough at the end of the month. Can you become aware of those things? How do you feel about money? Because money should be your friend. Right. You know, it will go where it's invited and it will stay where it's wanted. So how do you treat money? And how do you want to treat money? Yeah. Because... Yeah, that that recognition whatever it is if it's about your success your relationships your home life your personal ability your finances recognize what it is that you're thinking and what you're feeling
0: yeah that's getting in the way yeah practical steps that you outlined on the awareness and the recognizing were like having a, a a daily quiet time of like reflection soul searching like getting up in the morning like actually being proactive finding some quiet time and really like listing them. Like what are my negative beliefs in money in relationships, in my health, like all these different things. And like be honest with yourself and maybe even to the point where you write these things down and become aware of them. You also mentioned listening to your negative I am statements, like trying to be self-aware throughout the day and catching yourself saying those, you know, I can't statements, or this will never work statements, or I don't deserve type statements. So just to get practical on it, for yourself, was there a moment where you were like, getting up in the morning, specifically, and like, you know, proactively going through this list in your head of where you personally had self-limiting beliefs?
2: Yeah, it wasn't for me, it wasn't so much like a daily practice, more like, an intense session okay there came a point where i was just like i i, I have to i just have to figure this stuff out and i, I sat down for like, you know half half the day on a sunday with a, a brand new pad of paper and a pen actually a couple of pens and
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know you, you just have to be conscious like like you said you have to be proactive it's not going to happen by itself. You have to actually ask yourself these questions and give yourself the time and the space to consider them. And so important, like you said, be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. That's how you're going to move past. Is by being honest with yourself. Um, so yeah, whether it, whether you ta- whether you take you know twenty minutes a day to ask yourself some questions about what do I believe about this certain area, what do I feel about this, or mm-hmm. you know if like me you take like a, a solid few hour session to really get into it to do this like deep I don't know, deep study work kind of um yeah you ask yourself the questions become aware during the day a big one for me was going into the shop seeing something expensive and, and automatically i say i can't afford that
0: sure
2: now the truth is i can afford that i just don't want to i don't want to pay, pay for that like i can't afford that jacket Right. Yeah, it's a, it's a few hundred dollars, but I've got more than that in the bank. I can afford it. I, you have to become aware of what are you saying to yourself? Right. What are you affirming to yourself? If you're affirming you can't afford these things, you can't do that, you don't have this, mm-hmm. then you never will,
1: Right.
2: even though you could. Yeah. Um, so it's this constant practice of, of becoming aware throughout the day. Um, it is a process the more you do it the more you're going to get better at it like anything yeah um but yeah really you know throughout the day just try and become aware i am is a very easy thing to pick up on whatever it is if it's positive or negative just recognize anything you say i am what is it that comes next because that's going to reveal what you're really thinking inside
0: right it reveals the level of belief and limitation or lack of limitation that you have. Talk to me about the release. You know, guy does this practice and he's got these things listed out whether they're on paper or in his head. And he's like, okay, um, here's where I'm struggling. You know, like, cause I've noticed I've met people in my own life where, you know they grew up in a home where there was a perfectly wonderful example of what a good marriage or good relationship should look like. But there was that struggle and that um, limiting belief concerning money. Or maybe the money was good and the marriage was good at home, but people weren't healthy, so to speak. So you know they, they they're winning in certain areas, but not so much in others. And they've taken that first step and they've become self-aware and they've outlined where their areas of self-limitation are. Talk to me about the release. What is that? What does that look like?
2: Yeah, it can look like a few different things. Um, so recognition is the first important step, and then. You know, recognizing things isn't necessarily enough to release them. Uh, so when I first started you know, doing this process, I was taken through this exercise, um, which I detail in the article of literally burning your limiting beliefs, you know, this physical act of destroying them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, the idea is that, you know, this is like the first step. It's a symbolic gesture. Um, you would write down your limitations, your limiting beliefs, the things that you want to get rid of on, on a sheet of paper, Look at them in front of you in your own handwriting so that mm. you know, your subconsciousness can really see like that's coming from me. That's a part of me. Get everything down there. Like I said, it might take a few pages or a few pens to get through and then actually go through the physical process of setting it on fire
1: mm-hmm.
2: and watching it burn in front of you. And like I said, it's a symbolic gesture. Right. Yeah. it might sound a bit silly it might sound a bit daft make sure you do it in a well ventilated area <laughs> <But> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you might you might not think it's going to have any real effect as just burning a piece of paper but i think you'd be surprised actually mm. this yeah this symbolism it, it can really release some ideas yeah and you know you acknowledge to yourself that these ideas don't serve me anymore i don't want to associate with them anymore i'm letting them go and I mentioned in the article, you know, actually say these things out loud, send that message reverberate it through your body because your beliefs aren't just in your mind. You know, your mind lives in your
0: body. Yeah. You need to send that message to your body to release these, these beliefs. Yeah, I actually wrote I wrote that quote down too, bro. I thought it was pretty powerful how the subconscious mind lives in every cell of your body and how speaking out loud sends vibrations basically through the entire body into those cells and, you know, the power of the spoken word can actually, you know, transform the body, transform the mind, transform the subconscious and all that stuff. And for, like you said, you know, that it might seem daft or silly, like this is where the rubber meets the road. I think this is like the evidence of, are you serious? You know, like are you willing to set the fire alarms off in your house? You know, kind of a thing and get, take, take control because there is, and it's not like rocket scientists. It's not algebra or calculus or anything like that. It's basic steps, but it's work. You know what I mean? Like you have to be aware. You have to begin to speak to yourself. You know, you, it's, it, it's a process because nothing good comes easy. You know, nothing good comes easy in life or everybody'd be successful. Everybody'd have a positive, confident, achieving, winning mindset. But, you know, you and I both know and the listening audience also probably knows if they're being honest that most people don't. You know, and that's what separates people—the people that want to live that way, and the people that are living that way. You know, right?
2: Yeah, they're obviously doing something different. What is it? Yeah, they're putting the time in to figuring out who they are, who they want to be, mm-hmm. and making the changes to get from where they are to where they want to be.
0: Yeah. So moving moving through this the this list here, you have replace. Let's talk about that for a minute.
2: Ah, uh, replace is exciting. Because you know when you understand a belief is nothing more than an idea, which you picked up as a child, or but even later in life sometimes as well, but it's simply an idea which is fixed in your mind. It's fixed in your subconscious mind. And your subconscious mind is like this programming, which is kind of running the show. So if you can release some of these ideas, now you've got some space, some blank canvas that you can reattach, build in some new ideas. So when you understand that, you know, for me, it was so empowering to realize that you can actually literally choose and decide what do you want to believe?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You can literally choose what do I want to believe? Yeah. Um, which I, had n- I had no idea about because we just consider that a belief is a very fixed set in stone you know, way of thinking, but you can choose what you want to believe. So what do you want to believe?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Do you want to believe that everything in life is hard? I don't want to believe that. Right. Do you want to believe that money is difficult to earn? Or do you want to believe that yeah. money is easy to earn? That you, you want to believe that you live in abundance, that you believe that, you know, with more money, you can serve more people and do more good. Right. like. You now have after, after releasing the beliefs, and this is really important, if you don't consciously replace it with a positive belief, you will mm-hmm. automatically unconsciously replace it with another negative belief.
0: Yeah, because that's our default position.
2: Exactly. So, again, this is where you have to put in some time, like conscious time to decide what do I want to believe? what direct, and, and what belief is going to support me getting to that next level? Because mm-hmm. your beliefs are here at the moment. You wanna to get to the next level. So this person has a different set of beliefs, a different mindset, a different attitude. What is that? What are those beliefs that I need? And then start installing them here.
0: Yeah, so let's talk about the installation process then. What does that practically look like for someone to do, whether it's you know meditation or, or, or positive self-talk or whatever, but walk us through the process of replacing limiting beliefs with winning beliefs. Yeah, so this is the
2: fourth R, repeats. Um, and this is where you, you reset that cruise control to that higher level. Yeah. And you do it the same way that your initial beliefs were instilled in you. Repetition. People said things over and over again. They treated you in the same way again and again and again. Right. You, you saw things again and again and again. And those ideas were drilled into your mind. So deep that you take them to be the stone cold truth. Mm-hmm. So we need to repeat these ideas. We need to have you know affirmations. We need to say things to ourselves to create this new belief. It's it's one thing just you know deciding what you want to believe, but now you need to repeat that belief again and again and again. So, you know, that can be done through perhaps meditation and visualization you know, visualizing what that future is that you want to have. Yeah. Creating some affirmations, which you say to yourself in a moment of of quietness. Because like we discussed again earlier, the things that you say to yourself are going to become a manifestation in your physical world. Right. So become aware. What are the things that you're saying? Next time you see that car or that coat, and instead of saying, I can't afford that, say something different. No, I, I can't afford that if I save harder. I can't afford that. Maybe I just don't wanna buy it right now. Sure, yeah. Like re- repeat these affirmations, draw them into your head.
0: Yeah, something for me that I noticed worked and I didn't even realize when I started doing it um, that I, I didn't realize when I started this positive content intake, what it was gonna produce. I just found the content extremely valuable, very interesting and very entertaining. But being a truck driver like I am back in 2016, I was hauling gravel around San Antonio, Texas. And I had basically a 12 hour day of just driving around basically. And I started finding these podcasts on personal growth and development. And the first one that I found that really had impact was this one called Knowledge For Men. Uh, the guy that runs that one is Andrew Farabee. And uh, he would have guests come on his show. And they were people that, you know, started out living in their car, homeless, basically, and then went on to become like a CEO of a fortune 500 company. You know, people that were just living in squalor, you know, went on to start like a, a a famous supplements company and like a six, seven figure company. And I started listening to that. And I was seeing all these associations with where those people had been was where I was currently. And I, and I begin to slowly take on this belief or this idea that if those people could go from rags to riches stories, or not even financially, just go from a place of self-loathing and defeatism to a place of self-confidence and success, fulfillment, and, and even happiness or joy in life, that maybe possibly I could too. And every day, all day, I was listening to podcasts and, you know, watching, you know, when I'd get time watching like TED Talks on YouTube or different things, I started, you know, buying books, you know, Tony Robbins and these different things. And, and I really feel like all of that positive intake that was coming into my head through the videos and the podcasts and the books really helped shift and change and replace the neuroplasticity in my own head to uh, begin to believe that I could achieve greater things. And it's funny, you don't just listen to a book or a podcast and automatically you're unstoppable. It's incremental, you know, you start going to the next level. You know, like you said in the beginning about that skyscraper, how, you know, now I'm a couple floors up and I can see the block, you know, but now because I'm a couple floors up, not only can I see more than I did before, but I can also see the horizon ahead and know that I'm not seeing everything and I wanna see everything. Right, So I'm gonna push and try to go up a couple more floors. In this repeat thing, you were talking about how to get emotionally involved. Boil that down for us. What does getting emotionally involved in this process of recognize, release, replace, repeat on self-limiting beliefs look like? Getting emotionally involved.
2: Yeah, firstly, before I get that, like you were saying that you were listening to these books, these podcasts. And like you said, it's incre- it's incremental. It takes time, and repetition, 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 so important. It's not going to happen, you know just like that. So you know, like I said, it might seem silly that you're listening to the same thing over and over again, but that's how you get things into your head. Yeah. so yeah repetition. And I can't can't uh, overstate the value of that. Uh, As for emotional involvement, I think I heard Tony Robbins say this, that the quality of your life is determined by the quality of your emotions. Um, And if we want to impress anything onto our subconscious mind, because our subconscious mind is controlling so much of what we do, so much of how we think, the things we believe, how we act, how we feel. So we need to change these ideas in our subconsciousness and the language of the subconscious mind is emotion. You know, it's also called the emotional mind. Right. So, if you really want to press things in there faster, we need to get emotionally involved with these ideas that we're telling ourselves, hmm. with this vision of the future, this next level that we want to get to. We need to get emotionally attached to that because if you're not emotionally involved with it, why would you even want to get there? Right. Like, what's the point if you're not, if there's not something which is really pulling you there? Mm
1: -hmm. Why
2: would, why would, why would you even want to bother? So, you know, having this emotional involvement is going to speed up the process of kind of reprogramming your subconsciousness. Yeah. Um, And that could be anything like, you know, visualizing your future, for example, this vision of the future, you visualize it and you experience the emotions. Of the event ahead of the actual events so you get emotionally attached with the future version of you so you can feel the emotions of your future before the event happens and that will draw the event in but you can also get emotionally involved with what's called an, an emotional impact now that could be something like 9-11 that was an emotional impact for the people involved in their families yeah It hit them like a ton of bricks and their lives changed instantly. An emotional impact might be, you know, the loss of a family member or a friend. And all of a sudden you have this, something just changes inside you. And you think like, okay, things are going to be different from now on. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to act in that way. I'm not going to speak in that way. I'm not going to do those things because it's impacted you so emotionally. It's changed you at your very core. You know, emotional impacts are often negative uh, they don't happen so often so you know repetition is the kind of let's say safer way to go sure
1: takes
2: takes a bit longer but the emotional side of things is what's really going to speed things up
0: um, yeah yeah i think like being able to feel feel emotion like i get like i don't know how it is in the uk but it seems like everybody in america is going 100 miles an hour all of the time and like just thinking about it now like when is the last time i even stopped and gave myself space self space to feel my own emotions you know what i mean and like <clears throat> when i level up in whatever area of personal growth and development i feel like i don't slow down enough to allow myself to feel the impact like the emotional impact of that great success or that great victory or that accomplishment. And I think if we as a people would just learn how to slow down when we see increased levels of success and fulfillment in our lives and allow ourselves to feel that emotion of joy and excitement, that that's only going to help with the rebuilding process of, you know, pushing out self-limitation and bringing in self-belief and whatnot. The visualization part, since, you know, we you mentioned it, I didn't realize I was doing this either. This happened just recently. Um, a while back, I decided that I was going to hire a life coach. It's been something that I have been um, kind of playing with, toying with the idea of doing this. As you and I both know, it's, uh, it's, it's, not like, it's not like buying a loaf of bread. It's a big investment. You know what I mean? There's money involved. But all of the different people that I had chosen to submit myself to, by way of positive influence, like on the podcasts and different places like that, would always say that to go from good to great, like you need to invest in yourself. And hiring a life coach is like a great investment into yourself. And uh, spending spending any amount of money for something like that, if you're especially if you have limit, limiting beliefs about money is a big deal because you know you could be like well that's a couple mortgage payments on my house or you know that'll keep you know my fridge full for you know six months you know you kind of make those equations but I came across this guy again on a Facebook page and um, we started talking he came on the show did a podcast Uh, he's actually come back a couple times already and powerful powerful content and I said, "All right, you know what? It's time. I need to quit doing that. I need to quit messing with this and just get this over with. Not not get it over with, but like get involved with it and see where this see what it could do for me." And it, it, the the other day we were talking, and I was telling him that I had I had kind of had a funky day, like a funky week, and he was <clears throat> trying to walk me through like the past couple of days to kind of figure out what had possibly happened. And <clears throat> because of the lifestyle that I lived, Reese. I mean, I spent eight years. You know, banging methamphetamines, went to prison twice, you know, a lot of drugs, alcohol, like I said, like abusive home growing up, all that stuff. And even though I've pulled away from that lifestyle and that past, my subconscious remembers all of that. And if I'm going through a stressful time or I'm fatigued, I'm not getting enough sleep because we're working a lot. um, I'll start getting kind of discouraged and my brain almost picks up on that and it starts giving me dreams at night about using drugs again, because I think my brain is trying to get me to realize, because I don't think the brain has a moral compass. It just sees it sees cortisol as stress, pain and death, and dopamine as happiness, positivity, and good, you know, at life, basically. Right. So my brain starts trying to sell me on, you know, using drugs again. And I'll wake up in the middle of the night gasping for breath because I just put a needle in my arm. And it's just a dream. But then I wake up during the day and I feel, I feel I'm feel, I'm i impacted by what I dreamt the night before. Like it's trying, it's weighing me down, you know. And he walked me through this process where he was having me visualize like one of the worst, like, like, like a worst emotional moment in my life where I, where I could feel the emotional distress of that moment. And in this case, it was the dream. Like, how did I feel when I woke up the next morning? And then he said, put it on the shelf. And then he said, now I want you to visualize, you know, something that's going to create positive emotions for you. Right. And, I'll, and, and maybe he could tell I was kind of struggling to figure out what to visualize but he knows that I wanna get involved. Like I've already published a book. I wanna write self-help books for men. I wanna get involved in public speaking. I haven't really done anything like that yet, but it's like the next step for me on my trajectory. And he said, now imagine yourself on stage and you're giving this you know, public speaking speech on these topics that are really important to you. And the crowd is like sold out. You know what I mean? Like people are there, attentive ready to hear the knowledge that you're going to throw down. How does that make you feel? You know, how does it make you feel? You just wrote your second book, your third book, your fourth book, and you're having impact. Right. So I'm feeling that emotion as I'm visualizing that action. And like the whole purpose of the, uh, 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 of what we were doing was to get me to understand that I can choose to feel whatever emotion I want to feel. Cause I was in a neutral state basically in that moment. And he's, and basically what I got from it was, See how you chose to feel those negative emotions as a result of that dream. But at the same time, see how you chose to feel those positive emotions as you visualized the public speaking and all that. And and I, and I got I, I got the gist of it basically that I can control what I choose to feel in the moment. But I think as a byproduct that I don't think either of us knew was going to happen. And uh, if he did, then that's really cool because uh, what he pulled off was fantastic. But I think because I've spent that time visualizing the public speaking thing, a couple days later, this subconscious block that had been in the way of me figuring out what to do next for public speaking went away. And all of these things lined up ideas that I hadn't had previously on how to start doing the public speaking thing. And I was able to go on Eventbrite, start an account, host an event. I went on Meetup, started blasting on Facebook, all these different things. I called the library, I got a hundred person seating conference room reserved for the 27th of February here in this town in Williston, North Dakota. And I've already got all the stuff, my ideas and my outline and what I want to talk about stuff. And like, here I am now visualization in that moment, even though that's not the main thing we were trying to do, visualizing where I wanted to go actually removed the blockade of limitation and opened the door to get to that next level. So like, yeah, just because we were talking about visualization, I wanted to share that with you and I thought, wow, this is powerful stuff because I think a lot of people hear this and they're like, man, that's kind of hokey pokey, you know, witchcrafty kind of whatever. And they don't understand that your mind and the shape that it's in can literally transform your reality in a way to where opportunities and ideas that were not previously there are now in your lap and there. What do
2: you think about that? I love it, That's a great story, it really is. It highlights you know, perfectly well the power of visual visualization. Um, you know, you truly do become what you think about.
1: Yeah.
2: And, you know, when, I, when I've been going through learning this stuff for myself, the guys that taught me, told me that, you know, it's like driving a car. You know, you're trying to get to a restaurant on the other side of the country, if you don't know exactly where you want to go if you don't have that precise address in your gps
1: mm-hmm.
2: how are you going to know how to get there and you just end up driving in circles so visualization really is the first part of you know the transmutation of energy turning nothing and putting it into motion
1: yeah
2: you know visualization like you said a lot of people think it's just nonsense uh, wishful thinking but there's It really is the first step of becoming what you think about. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, So many people get hung up on how do I do it? How am I gonna get there? How's that journey gonna look like? What are the steps gonna be? Forget about that. Let that go. Focus on where you want to be. Connect with where you want to be. Have that image in your mind so clearly, so detailed. Your mind thinks it's already there because your subconsciousness doesn't know the difference between what's real Mm -hmm. and what's imagined yeah so if you can tell it you're already there you will attract what you're in harmony with and like you said the things start coming to you that's it bro that's it i'm blown away yeah
0: i'm I'm to the point now where i'm like all right man i'm gonna start visualizing all kinds of different stuff every day you know because yeah it's that's the little known secret right there how powerful visualization visualization can be um reese i don't want to i don't want to eat up your time like i know we we never really discussed how long or whatever, but if you've got time and you wanna go through those last two, fear and procrastination, um, I think the audience would benefit greatly from it. I know I would. And then you know I can let you get back to your day because I know it's getting later over there. I mean,
2: I think we could talk for a long time.
0: Okay, cool. <laughs> you your yeah, I, I'm, time.
2: I'm good to go for about another 15 or 20 minutes, okay?
0: Okay, cool. So we went through self-limiting beliefs now as part of the self-sabotage. So now let's move into fear. Talk to us about fear and how fear is part of self-sabotage.
2: Yeah, man. The fear is like, it's it's, it's often, it it either makes or breaks you. It's either going to be like the last major hurdle, which is in the way of what it is that you actually want to get to, you know, that next level. Mm -hmm. If you can break through the fear, then free running from there. Or it's going to be the thing which sends you running back home with your tail between your legs. Um, And the thing about fear is, it's all in our mind.
1: Right.
2: It's 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 all in our mind. It's our mind playing tricks on us. Because you know, it's important to understand that fear is you know. And I wrote this in the article. It's a natural part of growth because we're going into a place which we're not familiar with. We're going into Well, we're going out of our comfort zone. We're going into unknown territory, and this really goes against the foremost function of your subconscious mind, which is to keep you alive.
1: Right.
2: Now, your subconscious mind is designed to keep you alive and safe, and that means staying in your comfort zone. Right. That means not changing, not going out, not pushing the boat out too much, because there's so much potential danger, so many possibilities. Uh, and danger not just physical but emotional mm-hmm. you know so your mind is literally just trying to protect you um so it creates all these scenarios and what ifs uh, all these things that could happen all these reasons why you should not go out there uh, so it's important to understand it is just in our mind and it's because we're trying to keep ourselves safe right um and if we really want to move past fear you know, it starts by understanding what it is what's happening and why it's happening. Yeah. You know, the more you know your enemy, yeah, the easier the fight is.
0: Right. For for me personally, I think, you know, we live in a, it's not caveman days anymore. So it's not like the lion that we're running from or, you know, other tribes that are after what we own and different things like that. So I think the physical aspect of fear as we try to press through barriers and get to you know, the next level of success, achievement, fulfillment in life, the physical fears aren't necessarily there, but I think a lot of it has to do with ego. Um, like I know people personally that, that I truly believe could do so much more for themselves and for the people they love and care for, but the fear of failure and having other people see them fail as they try to achieve something beyond where they already are is what's holding them back. It's an ego thing, like not protecting the physical body. The subconscious is trying to protect the ego so that people don't have to face the ridicule or the perceived ridicule of other people, you know? Yeah, absolutely.
2: And like you said, perceived, because it is all in your mind. Um, You don't get to decide what other people think of you. Mm -hmm but your mind will tell you what to think of them thinking of you. you know? <laughs> um, and yeah, you're right. It It is often an ego thing because your ego is designed to protect that perfect image of you, you know, the good image of you and keep you away from that, you know, not necessarily, well, let's say bad image of yourself, all mm-hmm. the things which you don't want to associate yourself with. So, when you go into fear you you're, you're exposing yourself you're vulnerable to this emotional side of of, of danger right um, so your ego yeah it wants to protect you it wants to keep you as you are um, and yeah that fear of judgment fear of criticism you know it's all in your head i had before i started posting things online and doing the videos which i do on instagram and tiktok you know, I had this real fear of, of judgment, of criticism of you know, what are people gonna think of me because they've never seen this side of me before. They're mm-hmm. gonna think this, they're gonna think that. And then I, you know, I actually went through you know, my Facebook friends and I I started looking at them like, who who actually who am I scared of? Whose opinion am I fearful of? Right. And I look through my Facebook friends and I see they're my friends. Like I'm I'm not actually scared of this person's opinion of me. There's actually nothing to be fearful of here. Like nobody is going to judge me or criticize me or come after me or be aggressive towards me or hostile or anything like that. So it really is all in your head. Um, and yeah, overcoming that fear starts by understanding what the fear is, what's happening, why it's happening. Uh, similar to the beliefs. Once you acknowledge them and recognize them and look at them, you realize there's nothing there. Yeah. It's like looking at the, the monster under your bed. You're so scared the monster's under your bed that you eventually look under your bed. There's no monster. It was right. all in your head.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know? I like it. Um, in, the, in the article that you put out, you were talking about how fear is eliminated. And basically what I got from that was it's eliminated through action. So if a person is like, let's say, they're not happy with where they're at almost to that discontent place. And I think the reason the discontent comes is because they know at their core level that they were, as you said in the beginning of this episode, made for more higher purpose, higher destiny, higher living, higher influence, all of that stuff. And they're stuck in that place where, you know, they're recognizing the self-limiting beliefs, they're recognizing fear, they're kind of getting their mind wrapped around this whole thing. But they, they, they start having ideas even maybe about, all right, so my next move is to go back to school or my next move you know is uh, I got to level up in this dating relationship or my next move is I got to make this investment or I got to take this risk or whatever. What is taking action do to eliminate fear?
2: Yeah, huge. I'm glad you brought it up actually. It's, um action, is going to change everything. Decision is going to change everything. You know, the real, the real killers here is inaction and indecision. Because it's, you know, when there's something that you're scared of, when there's something which you, you know, you're trying to do, trying to overcome, trying to get through, the more you take, or well, well, the more inaction you take, the more indecision you allow, the more you're going to allow doubt and worry to enter your mind the more you're going to start overanalyzing, overthinking things, the more you're allowing that voice in your head to give you reasons and excuses. There's this, there's that, what about this? Oh, this is gonna go wrong. That just builds up, translates into fear at a subconscious level and it just shuts you down. You get paralyzed by the fear when you it, allow it to build. Yeah. And the only way to get through that are you have to take action. You have to move on it. You have to make that decision and move forwards. Yeah, it's like I think I don't know if I wrote it in the article but it's like you know riding a bike through thick mud Mm -hmm. if you stop pedaling for a second in thick mud that mud is going to grab onto your tires you're going to lose your balance and you're going to hit the floor face down in the dirt you have to keep pushing forwards you have to keep pedaling you have to keep moving Mm -hmm. and you're going to get through the mud
0: yeah yeah even if the moves we make aren't necessarily the perfect right one, like just Doesn't do something. Matter. Yeah, just do something, do anything so that you can build the confidence and build the habit of taking decisive action. And when it's all said and done, man, then go back and analyze. All right, well, 90% of this was right, and these this 10% probably could have did that differently, but at least you're building the habit of taking decisive action towards your dreams, goals, and ambitions and not worried about building this picture perfect, you know, how how it's got to look a certain way kind of a thing. I've noticed that for even myself, man. Like, I've tried a lot of things in my life and in my past, and some of them haven't really worked out all that well, you know what I mean? But it was a dream for me. And I wasn't going to die saying I didn't try. Like, that seemed more painful to me than spending my entire life wondering if maybe that was my calling, or maybe that would have been you know the success or whatever, and even even the things that didn't work out the way that I thought they would have or that I would have hoped they would have, I still learned tremendously about myself, about the world around me. I grew, I learned, I gained confidence because I didn't sit on the sidelines and wait. Like I took action, and 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 you know, and 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 didn't let fear or the unknowns of how it might turn out kind of stifle me or slow me down. Um, you put in there another quote, and I I, I I pulled out all the quotes out of that article that really struck a chord with me was how confidence creates momentum, which creates confidence, which creates momentum. Almost like this cyclical thing, you know, that there's actually power and energy created by confidence to have more momentum to go further, which is only going to create more confidence and more momentum, I really like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. uh, You know, just as it goes the other way, you know, inaction, um, you know, it sends you into this downwards negative spiral, which is often, you know, it's a feedback loop, right? You get more, you get more discouraged. You start believing you're not worthy of doing things. You take less action. You get weaker results. You believe your potential is less and it just goes round and round. But similarly, on the other side, if you start taking action, if you start making decisions and moving on it. You're going to start building confidence. You're going to start moving forwards. You're going to start showing a different result, which is going to reaffirm this belief that maybe I can do it. And you're going to take more action and move forwards a bit more. You're going to be so much stronger and better by the end. And even if it does fail, like you said, you're going to be stronger, wiser, more knowledgeable. You're going to be so much further, closer to your goal than if you had just sat back and let things happen for you. Yeah. The tail end of
0: that, the tail end of that discussion on fear almost kind of broke itself into the next one of procrastination talking about momentum and the bike and sitting around, but you had some ideas on there on how to fight procrastination. If you want to just take a second and kind of line out how procrastination, you know, is a self sabotaging mindset. And then these ideas about optimism, optimizing your environment, rewards excuses all of that stuff if you want to sew that up for us man that'd be awesome yeah
2: yeah i mean they do really you know tie into tie into each other what we were just talking about because and I, I wrote an that whenever you allow time and space to come between your decision and your actions you're creating this space which welcomes that doubt and worry where you start over analyzing overthinking which yeah. creates that fear which just paralyzes you and, and really stops you, it's, you know, and you end up falling down in the mud like we mm-hmm. said so you know you really do have to break that cycle if you want to you know move forwards progress you have to break that cycle mm-hmm. which starts by taking action actually it starts by making a decision to take action right. um but yeah <laughs> some of the things i wrote down you know if you're procrastinating on a large project or a big goal that you have, and you have no idea how you're going to get there, how's the journey going to look? Well, firstly, stop thinking about how the journey is going to look. You know, it's something you've never done, so you don't even know how it's going to look. It's not really your concern right now. Mm. But break it down into smaller steps. What can you do today that will take you one step closer? Mm. Like we said, it doesn't matter what you do, but you need to keep moving in the right direction. You have to keep taking action. And literally, procrastination is so easy to overcome. You just make a decision and you act on it. Like yeah. that, that re- that's really all it comes down to.
0: Yeah.
2: Make a decision and act on it immediately.
0: If, if we were gonna look at one of these, the one that kind of struck a chord with me, um, where I'm like, you know what? I would like to see how he builds that, an example of how he builds that. Optimizing your environment as a tool to fight procrastination. Give me an example. What does that look
2: like? Uh, let me see if I can turn my webcam around. So this is my workspace <laughs> right, right now. <clears throat> there is nothing here. There's a bottle of water and my laptop. Right, right. There is nothing, there's nothing here to distract me, nothing here to get in my way. Mm. Um, and it can come in in different shapes different sizes you know um okay it's different if you work at an office there's so much going on it, it can be very difficult to really optimize that space mm. uh, but especially these days so many people are working from home right um, okay as a truck driver maybe it doesn't apply to you but <laughs> <Right>. you know <laughs> not, when, <yet. laughs> not yet, no but you know whenever possible optimizing that you know Removing the clutter, clean, clean house, clean home, mm-hmm. clear mind. yeah You know, we've all heard that. And it's so true. So I mean, it starts at a very simple level. Clean your freaking room. Right. You know, get the stuff out of your way, which is, you know, taking your attention. Right. You know, increase like as I wrote in the article, you know, increase natural light, stay hydrated. Like it's so, it's mm-hmm. only complicated if you make it complicated. Right. I think that goes for so many things in life, and that's one thing that was told to me: like, just accept that this is easy, um, and yeah, it's only difficult if you affirm that it is difficult. So right. you know, optimizing your environment, essentially, you know, keeping it clear. If that means moving to a different location, mm-hmm. move to a different location. If your wife keeps interrupting you during the day, either send her away or
0: take <laughs> yourself. <away. laughs> we to someone. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just, just get, we're winding down here. I know you got to get back to what you're getting at, but just a couple quick questions, maybe shorter, shorter responses or whatever. I'm curious to know um, a couple, just a couple books that had the most impact on your life and maybe what you're reading right now, because I know you like to read. Yeah. Um, you know what? Honestly, in the beginning,
2: uh, a very big one was Everyday Millionaires by Chris Hogan. Okay, That was was one I read at the very beginning of of when I had this, I came to this moment of, okay, this has to change. I have to change my life. Uh, I can't go on like this. And I read Everyday Millionaires by Chris Hogan, and it just woke me up to this idea that everybody has the capability to become a millionaire in their lifetime. Mm -hmm. You don't have to stay stuck where you are. You don't have to accept the situations you're in. You can be earning 40, 50K a year, and with the right actions and enough time, you will be a millionaire comfortably
1: mm-hmm.
2: down the road. Like it's the things you do now, which are going to you know, create those changes and create that life in the future, but you yeah. have to do them now. Yeah. Um, so that, that kind of opened my eyes to the fact that, okay, life doesn't have to always be like this. Right. right. Yeah. Um, everything is in, in your control. Um, and a big, another big book, which, which has had a big impact for me was think and grow rich. I love by that. Napoleon
0: Hill. Yeah. Fantastic book. And I tried to give it to some friends. They looked at the title and they thought it was just one of these modern get rich quick kind of things. It is nothing like that, man. I mean, this is written by a guy who was birthed in the previous century and uh, a lot of powerful stories in there. Really inspiring. book. that book got me kind of thinking like there's more to this than meets the eye. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, man, this has been great, Reese. I really appreciate you just, you know, working with the schedule and the time zone and all that stuff. I know my audience is going to get, you know, a ton of value out of this. I have personally, and I thank you for that. Um, as we wrap it up, bro, if people want to reach out to you, man, maybe just shoot you, shoot you a message, let you know they enjoyed the podcast, or if they want to talk to you about, you know, your coaching programs, or maybe get that article from you on self sabotage. How can people get in touch with you, brother? absolutely
2: really easy i'm on instagram uh facebook tiktok linkedin all these places reese table spelled real easy r-e-e-s-t-a-b-o-r um you know i'm very easily found on the line on the line on the web online right too many words awesome. for this session um yeah. yeah hit me up i'd love to hear your thoughts uh, if there's anything that's stood out to you and i'd love to send you the article as well for sure
0: Perfect. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Reese. I do appreciate it, man.
2: Yeah. It's been great talking to you, Nick, and and keep up the good work. I think what you're doing is so important. And like I said, you'll never understand the effect that your words or your actions have on other people. So yeah, truly keep it up, my my friend. Thank you.
0: Fantastic. Awesome, man. Talk soon. Um, Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Nice one. Uh, That was good stuff, Nick. Real good. Yeah um so i'll get this all edited and have it on the podcast and i'll reach out to you as soon as it's available so you can check it out if you want and i'd like to to have you back if you if you you know down the road if something you think you considered doing or whatever it's uh definitely important stuff that a lot more people need to hear so
2: yeah for sure i think yeah it was a nice conversation um and like i said i think we could talk for (laughs) for a lot longer Right, right. you know There's so many important topics, so many different issues, so many, even if it was, you know, like visualization and then for that side of things, for example, like people need to understand the power of this, because this is how you change your life. And as you said yourself, you're doing many things. You weren't necessarily aware of what you're doing, but when you break it down and look at what you're doing and become consciously aware of it. It's what everybody's doing. Everybody that's getting ahead, and I think it's so good that when you when you're aware of it, then you can teach it to other people and say like, okay, if you're not sure what to do, this is what you need to be doing. Yeah, everybody can change their life.
1: Yeah, awesome. All
0: right, man. I'm gonna let you get back to it. Thanks again, man. We'll talk soon. That's one, buddy. Enjoy the day. Take care. You too.